Hello everyone, Lee Henson, President and Founder of Agile Dad here, and welcome to today's edition of the Daily Stand-Up. Without any further ado, let's get started. Yesterday we talked about how to focus on outcome-driven delivery and how to really understand that it is incredibly important for us to really know our consumers' wants, needs, whims, and desires, and how we can drive our product or service focus forward based on you know what we can achieve to solve a problem or to enhance a process or to make things better. So today I thought it would be important to tie into that with the four phases of Agile funding. What most people don't get is that uh, when they fund a project all or nothing and they start putting in information all at once, we quickly find that the organization either doesn't have the funding it needs to achieve the entire goal that's prescriptive or that there's been an overallocation of funds and that while we have waste on one project, there's another project that suffers because it could have used that extra money to build enhancements or additional features. So how do we as an organization achieve uh, the right level of funding and how do we embrace and understand what things should be funded versus what's being overallocated? I think this ties back to the four phases of Agile delivery, which means that if there's four phases of Agile delivery, there should likely be four phases of Agile funding. So let's go through each one and see if we can address each one and uh, talk about it a little bit. So the first phase of Agile funding and the first phase of Agile delivery should be ideation, right? This is where we are going in and creating an idea and brainstorming and saying, hey, you know, I feel like it'd be really cool if we could do this, or I feel like it's incredibly important for us to bring focus here. And I think that that's something that's often overlooked. Ideation is the way that we can take focus and really initiate the project, whether we're using design thinking principles like vocal questioning or brainstorming. It's just to make sure we have our head around what we're trying to do. Now, this part of the Agile, or this phase, I should say, of the Agile landscape uh, is often overlooked because it's so early, and you don't need to allocate a whole lot of money to it. This is one of those things where if Susie, uh, one of our lead customer support reps, says, hey, I have an idea. I think it'd be great for us to try and experiment to do this, to make the consumer's life easier, or to eliminate waste, or to figure this problem out. You know, there's nothing wrong with taking a few dollars and throwing it at Susie's idea. You know, I think it's incredibly important for us to take each idea seriously and to see if there's any way that we can, you know, put value into the idea. Now, if it's an obvious, you know, no-go, you know, uh, don't waste money on those kind of things. But if it's something that even has the smallest amount of potential, I think it's important for us to throw a little bit of funding at it to get that ideation and initiation phase kicked off. Once again, it's not something that should take a whole lot of time or a whole lot of money or a whole lot of effort, but it is something that we should allocate a small amount of money to just to make sure prior to investing any money into, into building that we have a strong, solid idea. The second phase is called discovery, or I like to call it the MVP phase. And uh, during this phase, we'll allocate a little more money to their best ideas, and we'll see them through to a minimal viable product. Now, this is where we could be doing things like... Uh, decision tree or the six levels of planning or content mapping or you know a low fidelity prototype or value streaming you know uh, understanding the voice of the consumer and, uh, and identifying our target persona you know these are all incredibly cool things you know to make sure we have a clear product vision and pitch for what we're trying to build 
uh, you know, it, it doesn't have to be all those things, but this is where we want to make sure that we build a functional MVP, a minimal viable product that that shows, yes, that this makes sense, that it is something within our wheelhouse, and that it does indeed add value. Sometimes we find that uh, when we go through this phase that, yeah, it's something we can do, yeah, it's something that uh, is possible, but it doesn't add a perceived value that we thought it once would, or it's missing key pieces, or maybe there's a reason we didn't do it in the first place and um, it's part of an upcoming project, or maybe a different group's working on it. But you'll never have that discovery if you don't go through and try to allocate a small amount of funding to this. So if I were using the dollar sign metric to to figure out what's less expensive and most expensive, uh, initiation would be a single dollar sign or one dollar sign, where a discovery would be two dollar signs. It doesn't necessarily mean it's double, but it means that it's going to be incrementally more to uh, do discovery than it would be to do the initiation phase. And, it, and likewise, it takes a little more time, right? The third phase is called delivery or build out. Now, this is coincidentally the most expensive phase. So we're talking about five dollar signs here. We're talking the most expensive thing that you can possibly do. And this is where once you vet it out and you know, hey, this is a good idea. And hey, you know, this MVP, it just all makes sense. It all adds up, right? This is where you're going to allocate the majority of your funds to build out the features and benefits that are going to achieve the best outcome. This is where you're going to do things like uh, invest. And this is where you're going to uh, create and understand what the product backlog is going to be. This is where you're going to do uh, your sprint uh, sprint planning and refactoring and, and make sure you have your uh, modeling in mind and, and uh, story mapping and, and creating the backlog that's going to eventually become part of a release plan if necessary and where you're going to size things using, using uh, your t-shirt sizes and rapid release planning. This is where all the cool stuff happens, right? And this is where the work actually gets driven, whether it's a test-driven design or whether it's uh, something that's non-technical. You know, once again, this is just where the rubber hits the road and we start building that product or service. Now, we need to be careful because many organizations skip the first two phases and jump straight to delivery because they say, oh, we don't need to waste time doing those other things. We know this is a good idea. And why build an MVP? Only to discover when they jump straight into the delivery phase, <laughs> they've quickly learned that either A, they didn't address a consumer concern, or B, that they unearth other concerns, or that it's going to be way more expensive than they thought. Or, And it's often bad form to, to get out there and put a whole lot of money into something only to discover that it can be 50% built, or 30% built, or that it doesn't provide the value. So it's important for us to at least take on some form of ideation or initiation or discovering MVP prior to us actually doing the build-out or delivery of the work. Then the final phase of funding comes with how we're going to get this to our target consumers. Uh, I call it a release phase, but you can call it whatever you'd like. And this is just a set-aside you know, portion of money that we often forget about. You know, I've seen so many projects where we dedicate 100% of our funds to the delivery and none to the other three. And what winds up happening is we build this product or service or overbuild a product or service and then have to come up with some additional money from some budget elsewhere to get it out to our target consumers. You know, we need to make sure that we understand, you know, how this is going to scale within our organization or how are we trying to do continuous deployment or create dynamic environments or virtualization. You know, there, there's lots of things we just need to consider at the end that uh, many people haven't thought of. So in essence, you know, 
a lot of people take these four initiation, discovery, delivery, and release, and try to bundle them together and say, hey, well, that's scaling, right? Isn't that one of the preferred scaling methods where we go end to end and uh, make sure all those things are covered? The truth is, yes, it is one of those. The problem is none of those are all inclusive at this point. While many of them have good, stable foundations for you to, to pull information from and to gather information, I don't know that any of them have all the keys necessary in order for you to get through the entire execution and delivery model as well as the initiation and discovery. In other words, many of the scaling practices are heavily focused on the initiation and discovery, which could be a good thing, but many times it's even overkill for them to be able to go in and uh, outline these things and less focus on the actual delivery and release which complicates you know, how we're going to do things and how we're going to get a product or service to market. It's just really hard for us to see one end-to-end that's not too heavyweight on the front or back. So my advice is, before you even attempt to get to scaling, to take on each one of these notally to say, uh, what do we need to do for initiation or ideation? Is it happening? And if not, why? And what can we do to make it happen? Same is true with discovery and with release. While most organizations understand delivery well, I would encourage you also to focus on optimizing delivery, meaning which of these things provide the greatest value, which don't provide value. So monitor your steps, you know, go through and do a story mapping or, you know, a journey mapping and decide as you're building things, what provides the greatest value. And I think what you'll quickly discover is that there are certain ways that could be eliminated and there are other things that, you know, we need to place greater emphasis on because there are things that are working that are minimally being used. So I hope you found this information useful, and as always, I encourage you to visit AgileDad.com where you can find this topic and many other topics out there. You know, we always love to hear your feedback and your ideas, so make sure also that you're submitting your ideas to uh, future podcast episodes at LearnMoreAgileDad.com. Until next time, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Take care.